Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. First, I want to say if you saw a similar title um, on a blog post that I wrote, then I want you to know that when I do these podcasts, uh, there's a lot of space to um, for it to be completely different, even if the title is the same as a blog post, because from when I wrote the blog to when I actually do a podcast, there's um, a chance I have different angles, different ideas, different thoughts, and also... If you know me, I am notorious for bird walking. So if um, I start the conversation or the topic is about um, one's definition of true adult intimacy, uh, it may end up being about uh, cricket protein. There's actually <laughs> there's actually protein now uh, that is made from crickets, and so. Just want you to know, so if you see the title that you've seen before in a blog, that uh, the podcast will be different. Um, so while you're listening, know that it's not going to be a rerun if you've already read something uh, with the same title. Okay, so I recently went to see a therapist, and I haven't seen a therapist in a long time. Um, I've, I, I've technically seen therapists um, most of my adult life. I started seeing a therapist... Back when I was, you know, uh, over a decade ago, when I was um, when I was unhappy, and when I was having, uh, um, when I was married, and, and the marriage was kind of going south, um, I think every guy around uh, early thirties kind of starts to turn the corner, starts to get very curious about who they are, where they're going. You know, it's, I think it's natural, and so I started seeing a therapist then, and then when I decided to become a therapist, I saw. A therapist. Uh, I did over a hundred hours of therapy because it counts towards your hours, uh, you know. And also, it was just, just it was. I loved it. It was great. It was great. Um, and then I started to have a full practice, and life happened, and I started to make a lot of excuses. Um, and then I kind of swayed away from it. And then therapy was just kind of sprinkled. I would just kind of um, go when I felt like I needed to process something. And so recently, I decided to to jump back in. And, um, you know, there's nothing technically wrong with my life, but uh, sometimes you just kind of get thirsty for um, conversation and different perspectives and processing. And, uh, you know, I want you to know that like, a lot of people think that therapy is just about when you are, have a problem or there's something wrong. Uh, that is not the case. I mean, if you look at professional athletes, they have to, you know, get uh, uh, massages and stretch and do all this stuff to be better, better athletes. And I really think that um, therapy can be maintenance. You know, you don't have to have a problem to see a therapist. We go through shit daily. It doesn't matter how big or how small. Uh, there's always something to process. And also, sitting with a cup of coffee uh, for 50 minutes and um, someone making it totally completely about you is uh that's what i call a lopsided friendship that's like that's what i call being on the right side of a lopsided friendship if you are a a client seeing a therapist right so i think that's a rare space and if you can um afford to do it do it uh if you have insurance milk that shit um i always i always tell people you know you're, you're basically just you know, a lot of people pay three hundred plus dollars for gym membership these days for classes and nutrition and all that. If you just 
you know, put $300 a month aside for mental health, uh, whether you're seeing a therapist or a life coach, um, and don't measure or don't uh, evaluate every session, but know that therapy is cumulative, uh, then I think it's, it's great. Cause I think people get so stuck on how much each session is and they're like, fuck, you know, I could have bought this or I could have, you know, bought a new pair of shoes or And if you do that, it's, you're just not going to go. So, um, just cumulatively, I'm putting this much aside every month for my mental health because it's important to me and it's important to my relationships. Then I think uh, that's it's just a better way to look at it. Okay, so some of the big revelations I had in therapy, I had two, um, and and one was, and I'll share them with you. It's they're pretty personal, but uh, it's, I've been documenting for the last ten years. I definitely swam too far to turn back. So um, I uh, I was raised by. By pop culture, I tell people because my parents were never home. They were they were working. You know, they came to America with no money, so they've just been programmed to work. You know, sixteen hour days. And since they were never home, I I, I didn't get the emotional milk. I didn't get the nurturing uh, that a lot of kids do. When you know, I, I just the uh, you're worthy, you're valuable, I love you, all of that stuff. I never really got. They showed love in different ways through designer jeans and um, sugar cereal and, <laughs> and turning our house into basically a liquor store. Um, that's kind of what they thought uh, being American was, right? So, uh, you know, they uh, definitely uh, d- did a lot of great things. But, you know, you know that whole saying that uh, our parents do the best with what they had, had have and um that's definitely the case in my situation um so i found a lot of that through friends and in order to make friends you had to be cool and thank god i was coordinated so i was skating and breakdancing and riding bikes and i was kind of been really lucky to always um find a good group of friends or fit in with the the quote-unquote cool kids and through that through those spaces i found a lot of uh, nurture and um what was interesting to me is that the revelation I had was um, because of that, um, they've almost, you know, when we're talking like on a deeper subconscious level, my friends have almost kind of become my parents in that uh, I've always, it's it's been important for me to always please them, you know, get their um, uh, their approval. So whether it's uh, what, what what car I drove or what clothes I wore or who I dated, like I always needed my friends' approval. And I think it goes goes back to childhood and and um, the, my friends always kind of uh, being the parental figure that I was always um, trying to please. And you know, a lot of people today they have that thing with their parents where it doesn't matter how successful you are, you could be a you know CEO of a Fortune 500 company, you could be uh, you know super successful on paper, but you're 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 never good enough for your parents, right? Or you're always trying to please them. Um, so there's a lot of that, but with me, it's not so much with my parents. Um, I don't, I actually don't, I don't, I don't have that feeling at all to like please my parents or to, um, uh, you know, uh, prove anything to them. It's more, um, more with my friends, which is really interesting. So that was one of the revelations. Um, the other one, which was deeper and actually, um, a, a greater, more significant revelation was this idea, uh, or this question have I ever uh, experienced true adult intimacy? And so 
you know, if someone was to ask me that question, <clears throat> my answer would instantly be, yeah, of course I have. I mean, I've been married. I've been in, in relationships most of my life, you know, three-year relationships, two-year relationships, just constantly, just mostly in relationships. And if you've been in relationships and you've been married, then of course you've experienced, you know, true adult intimacy. But if I if I actually look back and play them back, um, I don't know if I have. And I say that because just because love is powerful. I mean, I've experienced, you know, chemistry, I've experienced connection, I've experienced uh, hot sex, I've experienced all the butterflies and all of that. But um, true adult intimacy, I don't know. First, I think uh, for it to even be a healthy relationship, um, you have to have tools. And I know that I really didn't acquire tools until you know, early, mid-30s. So anything before that was just um, high school love, you know, uh, even if I, even though I wasn't in high school. It was like that. It was just uh, powerful and losing yourself in people and codependency and meshment. And, uh, you know, at that age, we don't know what healthy love looks like. We just go with what we feel. And usually what we feel, is, especially if the connection is really strong, um, it's usually unhealthy, right? There's something going on um, that that draws two people together that uh, that you actually can actually uh, start to, to lose yourself in the other person. And it feels amazing, of course, right? And a lot of people um, mistake that feeling as uh, – they mistake that for how in love they are, but they're actually not in love. They're actually in lust. Or I mean I don't know maybe I shouldn't maybe that's I shouldn't say that but they're they're actually the, the relationship isn't healthy or sustainable um, it's just a super powerful collision right and so of course I've experienced all that stuff and that that's not um, I don't think that's healthy adult um, intimacy and I italicize the word adult um, and then the other thing is intimacy there's so many pieces you know so many parts of intimacy right there's the physical intimacy there's energy there's um, I mean, something even as eye contact, right? Um, touching someone's face is very intimate. Um, intimacy can come in moments. Um, intimacy can't happen without trust, right? So the trust has to be built. Uh, there's so many pieces to this, and it's not intimacy isn't just connection and chemistry, right? Um, at the end of the day, I think we all have to define for ourselves what true intimacy is. Um, for you as an adult. And I don't think it's about checking boxes. I don't think it's about, um, you know, a, a blanket definition for everyone. I think it's based on your story, who you are, where you're at, what you want, and and, uh, and knowing what's healthy, what's unhealthy, you know. Um, and so that revelation in therapy uh, really opened up my eyes to – it's a double-edged sword because part of that is kind of sad because if I think to myself that I haven't experienced um, you know, what, what, what I believe is true adult intimacy, then it makes me sad as a 44-year-old man that I haven't experienced that. But on the flip side, it also gets me excited because now – you know, this whole idea of being a student to love and exploring and discovering. And I really think that, you know, love is so complicated. Um, 
I, I think that's the beauty of love is that it's always expanding and evolving. And as we change, our definitions of love change. And that's why, you know, although there's, you know, books about love and video courses and blogs, and I write about love a lot. Um, it's not a one fits all, you know, and I, I think that's, that's great. I think that, that love is this like living, breathing thing that you're always adjusting to, adapting, you're, you're, you're learning, you're um, growing, expanding. Um, like it's the whole idea of you being love, right? And so I think that's kind of the new uh, chapter for me is because um, I'm very interested in what that feels like. And I know that uh, our beliefs shift from new experiences, and that's a new experience that I, that I definitely want. Um, and here's a question for you. The other, the other uh, revelation I had was, I think I'm really good at loving, um, or I don't. I shouldn't say good, but it's, it comes easy for me to love someone, right? I, I, uh, we had this dinner the other, the other night. I do this secret monthly dinner called Nine. I guess it's not a secret anymore, but it's uh, nine strangers meeting at my house on the ninth of every month. And um, we were talking about our superpower, and I said that uh, I, I thought, you know, on the, on the, on the surface, I, I thought I was writing, but I don't think it's writing. I think I, I one of my superpowers is uh, I love people. I really genuinely, and I mean, I guess that's why I ended up becoming a therapist, but I really love people. Um, it's so hard for me to have a grudge on someone or hate someone, even, you know, the people who have uh, stabbed me in the back. It, when I see a person, I see their entire story. I don't just see them as a cardboard cutout. And I'm not saying that to say that I'm like, you know, I'm like enlightened or anything. I'm just saying that I've always been that way. Um, it's just a way that I'm wired. Uh, and I think it's, I think it's a, it's, it's somewhat of a natural gift. You know, a lot of, a lot of people, their superpower is empathy. And so some people it's intuition. Um, I see people as just beautiful creatures, unique, uh, unique individuals. And of course, I'm human. There are people that annoy the shit out of me, but it, I really don't hate anyone. Um, and I could, I could throw love at everyone. Anyone that, I've, that has been in my life, whether you're a friend or someone that was um, romantically involved with me, whatever, I think about um, them. Or if, if you're listening to this, you. <laughs> often and wish you well and have nothing but love for all the people that I have uh, um, crossed roads with, paths with in my life. Um, but anyway, going back to this idea about uh, true adult intimacy, I uh, the other revelation was that I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm good at giving love. It's, it comes easy. I shouldn't say good. I'm not saying that I'm a great lover. Um, I, I, it comes easy to me to love someone, right? And it's harder for me to accept or um, allow someone to love me. And that's something that I never really asked or explored. And, and, and through therapy, I was like, wow, I, I, I think that's true. I think it's when have I really allowed someone to love me? And here's the thing. If you can relate to that and it's, it's hard for you to allow someone to love you, then I think it's you may not have experienced true adult intimacy because – how can you be intimate with someone if you don't let them in? You know, like on a deep level. I mean, depending on your definition, some people think love is just hanging out and meals and, you know, uh, physical intimacy and humor and banter. And of course it is all of that, but really letting someone in to know you and love you on a deeper level. Um, 
I think a lot of people don't go there. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, because of fear, uh, hold up shields or, or, or will only allow someone to love them uh, to a certain extent, right? And I think it also goes back to childhood. Like I know, um, I don't know what someone really loving me nurturing me, um, loving me deeply feels like because the the love I got as a kid was either through friends, that kind of love, which is a very different love, um, or the love from my parents, which, you know, um, putting, uh, you know, putting food on the table and, and, and uh, a little bit of tough love and, you know, uh, giving me everything I need to, to grow and all that, but, but not necessarily the emotional nurturing um love i didn't get that and so maybe i don't even know what that um that feels like you know and so if i don't know what something feels like i probably i'm not open to it or even searching for it and so for you guys um ask yourself have you experienced um true adult intimacy um what's your definition of that are you interested in exploring that um you know, if you're in a relationship now, if so, what would that look like? Does it start with a conversation? Uh, I encourage you guys to always be a student to love and to uh, explore it and get excited about it and go into it with wonder because I really believe that uh, um, love is something that uh, we just can't define. It's, it's infinite. It's uh, always expanding and changing and it, it's it's not just this one thing that <laughs> that once we have it, you know, it's we have it, right? So just sharing my first session that I haven't had in a, in a long time, and I'm sure I will, I will share more. Uh, if you found this dialogue helpful, share if you care. Share it, give it to a friend. Um, and uh, thank you for listening. Be well. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach, Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story which everyone has, and a passion to help others. Before you go, I wanted to give you something, something I made. It's a relationship toolkit because the world needs better, healthier relationships so we could all love harder. So go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast that's www.theangrytherapist.com forward slash podcast it's super simple and we will email you my relationship toolkit